0: Back to the fun, back to the fun stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I think that, okay, so one of the, the like, you know, in in uh, immediately post-op fun stories that I wanted to share, is probably one of my favorites, uh, is, you know, so it would have been my, like, third post-op appointment, and it was, like, every previous post-op appointment uh, my surgeon, uh, Doctor Chen, would basically have me like, like turn and face the wall and like bend over so he could like look at like the undercarriage and everything. And I kept like laughing when he would ask me that. And I think he thought that I was like dysphoric or uncomfortable. So this time he was just like, "Oh, you know, kind of like it's it's like a prostate exam." And I'm like, and my response was just like, "Oh, I'm familiar." And he was like, and the thing about Dr. Chen is that he's very, he's very earnest, very earnest. He, he will, he will hear what you have to say and then take your word for it. And then, and I really appreciate that about him, but it is very funny because I was like, because I tend to have a very sarcastic sense of humor. And so he, I was just like, oh, you know, like, you know, I'm aware I know what a prostate exam. And he was like, oh, have you, have you gotten one before? And I was just like, No, I give them. And the other surgeon, (laughs) the other surgeons and like the residents in the room were like trying not to laugh. And his response was just like, oh, are you in the medical field? And it was just fun being like, oh, <laughs> no, it, it's just recreational. I'm a, I'm a hobbyist, I guess. <laughs> I
0: <don't know laughs> I'm a hobbyist, a hobbyist prostate examiner?
1: Yeah, you know. It's recreational, I believe. I'm like an
2: amateur. Um, but yeah, that was probably one of
1: my favorite stories. So, you know, I... Had a very great experience overall, and felt very comfortable when I would come back and like full ball gowns and uh, like my fur coat, and would just show up and be like, "Well, hello, how are we? Like, here, let me take my pants off for you, so we can look at everything." And it was just like, "Oh, there's, there's Peach, you know, just that's just how they are, <laughs> and you know, we're very chill and cool about it, and we're like, "Oh, well, I, I love your coat." And I was like, "Oh, thank you."
2: So, you know. Literally the, yeah. the favorite
1: child. <laughs> I'm like like I don't know about you all, but my bottom surgeons told me that I'm one of his favorite clients. So you know, cancel you know, I'm uncancelable.
0: <laughs> okay. Exactly. Oh yeah. So, it sounds like you kind of went into bottom surgery. I guess this is probably... I feel like there are probably... If a trans person told me that their sort of, like, understanding of their gender did not change before and after having had, honestly, like, any surgery, but especially, like, genital surgery, I would probably not really believe them or just, like, ask some prodding questions to figure out if that's actually true. Because, like... I don't know. It's just, like, such a big thing. And, like, the, like, day and night difference between, like, how I just experience myself on, like, a really, like, basic level.
2: Um, Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess what I was going to say is it
0: sounds like you kind of went into this, like, a little, like, I don't know, like, a little kind of not not sure where all you were laying, not sure like what all was like. Um is that right? Or is that
1: um I think kind of at the time that's what I thought, but I would say now, uh like I I kind of am of the mindset that, you know, my gender didn't really change. I think that the gender, you know, the, the gender that I had when I was like a child and a teen where I was very effeminate and I was very boy crazy and you know like try like pursuing and or trying to pursue in ways that I thought that it was like supposed to and then being uh you know kind of like pushed back on or just like you know sort of existing in this like effeminate sort of embodiment that for some reason people did not like and uh, even sort of especially now I find that is also not always well-received by other trans people and I have like stories about that but like uh, I feel like I'm sort of coming back to myself it's like I felt like for a long time I you know as a result of like homophobia and like anti-effeminacy things like that and like you know anti like male gender non non-conformity in that way like I felt like I really had to sort of like stretch myself in ways that like probably weren't the most comfortable for me in retrospect it's not that I like hated them and they were awful but you know it was
2: it was definitely like not
1: me in the same ways that like I think now that I'm I'm post-op and uh you know I don't really like think about my like surgical experience or even like my pre-op time very much uh like this is probably the most that I've talked about like being pre-op or getting ready for surgery and you know a long time uh I just sort of have found myself going like coming back to myself and realizing like yeah I'm just kind of like a you know like a a gay effeminate like dick worshipping man whore that loves male attention and you know would rather jump off a bridge than not have any so <laughs> like it just it feels very like i'm simultaneously like you know 26 and 16 again uh in the sense that i'm like i kind of had like my gender already figured out at that point i just like was treated so horribly because of it uh and you know like between that and like not having an embodiment that made me feel comfortable like asserting a lot of my like boundaries and my sexuality uh you know i felt like for the longest time before i had fallow and especially before i had a vaginectomy uh like i felt like i had to be okay with other people of my embodiment sexually and I think it just led me to a lot of experiences where I felt like I was really forcing myself to be okay with things when I wasn't like I wasn't having fun I wasn't really interested I was like pushing myself to do things and it really soured sex for me in a lot of ways, uh, to where I'm at now, where it's like I don't feel like I'm contractually obligated to like be okay with, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, like my embodiment. it's like because i'm I'm in the embodiment that I not only that i that I like but I'm also attracted to, uh, I feel a lot more like comfortable. In, my sexuality and even like identifying as gay. And I do want to make it like very clear like when I talk about like my embodiment, I consider my like b- embodiment like male um and like not inherently like inclusive of like trans women because like I've been with trans women sexually and romantically it's like and you know as much as I like am I'm good at having sex with women. I'm very good. I know that also sounds like a humble brag. like you know it's like kind of a loss for the bisexual community that i'm like not bisexual because i'm very good at having sex with women um like it's like i i don't get excited about like trans women trans women or like any women's like genitals the same way that i get get excited about like men's dicks so like even when i have been with like trans women like have penises, I was like, well, I'll like, you know, I'll like eat you out or like suck you off or whatever because you want me to. Uh, but like I don't really care that much about it. Like I'm kind of ambivalent about it at best.
2: And I'm always just kind of like like I'd rather do other things. Um and when I'm like, so, like or or when I was like a, a grinder slut
1: and I was hooking up with like a lot of like uh Men with cis and trans and like non binary people, even. And I found that I was like, you know, hooking up with some, as I like to say, be dicked non binary people or just like be dicked in general. uh And they like weren't a man. I was kind of like, well, well, I kind of wish that you were a guy instead. And ended up like breaking it off several of them just because I was like, I really, you know, I want this to be like a man's dick. Like, I want to be
2: having sex with like a man. And
1: so, like, I think that's what really pushed me and made me feel comfortable with, like, no, I'm I'm definitely gay. I'm just annoying about it because, like, yeah, sometimes I'll have sex with women. And it's just women that understand that, like, yes, like, you're an exception to the rule. No, I'm not going to change how I identify. You either are okay with it or you're not. That's fine. You don't have to be okay with it. Uh, like, we just, like, you and me are, are
2: not gonna go anywhere, uh, but, you know, I've, I think that just, like, like, if I hadn't have
1: had phalloplasty, I wouldn't have been able to be comfortable with my sexuality, because I would have, I felt this, like, really, I don't know, this, like, force to accept parts of myself that Parts of like parts of myself, and parts of other people that I just like
2: fundamentally like did not enjoy. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I understand that. I feel like
0: hmm right it's weird there's this like sort of like um i don't know this way that like transition kind of like writes itself back into your life where it's like a lot of things like make way more sense like you know it's sort of like the the thing that's like immediate i'm so sorry this is like terminal humanities brain Um, that's okay went to grad school for the humanities brain is it the the Borges essay about Kafka. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No. While I did, while I, while I was, I did applied math. I graduated with applied math, but a, uh, a minor in gen, you know like gender and sexuality studies. I like okay. I only know like those types of terms.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Borges has this essay about Kafka, where he talks about how like, and I think you could say this probably for a lot of like writers where it's, like, Kafka, right, has, like, such, like, a sort of, like, has, like, this style that is, like, so, like, makes such, like, an impression on, like, the people that read him and are, like, really into them, um, right, where, sort of, like, um, after, you know, reading Kafka and sort of, like, tracing back, like, you know, all of his influences, you start finding people that are, like, kafka-esque from before kafka and it but that it pulls together all these things that without kafka had se- would seem like super like disparate um yeah right like there, there's two different terms or there's two different sorts of things that uh, you might not connect but then by by kafka having existed all of a sudden they seem connected in this like, yeah i don't know this way that like ideas can seem to propagate backwards through time I feel like there's something kind of similar with that, with transition where the oh, the sort of sure. course, the course that ends up, you know, the course that you end up like following along makes everything seem way more. And, you know, maybe that is, you know, maybe that is the case, right? It's not to say that like, mm-hmm. oh, we're all just, you know, sort of like telling ourselves these like ex post facto, is that what mm-hmm. that phrase it means? I think it is. Mm-hmm. These like ex post facto like explanations to make sense mm-hmm. of our current lives. I mean, I think that that is something that happens to some extent. But, like,
1: um... Yeah, no, I (laughs) really like that. No, I I really like that explanation, because I think that's sort of exactly what happened with me. Um, you know, I... It was only, like... I Like, I knew since I first started coming out at one of my first dates, uh, like, out... In like the gay dating scene was with this like beautiful, oh my God, he's like my, you know, cap he's my Moby Dick, and I'm Captain A Fag or whatever. Um, this like beautiful Miami Twink who was like very muchly like, I only wear women's clothes. Um, I get my hair done. I get my nails done. I wear makeup. I wear heels. Uh, you know, this is who I am, like, you can take it or leave it, I don't care. Uh, And we went to this, we went on this, like, incredible, incredible date where we both showed up in, like, the same pair of shoes with the same amount of heel, uh, and was very cool about, like, the fact that I was, like, trans, and was really into me, and we just had these, like, really relatable experiences of, like, we were both glass closet cases that were out in high school and we both stole our mom's clothes and like cross crossdress and like wore heels and like wore dresses and like, you know, paraded around. And, you know, when we came out, everyone was like, yeah, of, of course. Um, and, you know, like sexually, you know, he was, it was kind of my first experience with a, with a guy that was like, you know, I was telling him how I was like, you know, I had like bought this like special dildo, online or whatever and you know he was like i was showing the options i was like oh there's like a five inch and like a six inch or whatever and he was like well which one did you get and i was like well i got the five inch and he was like oh like that works too i mean like you know like i don't have a gag reflex so like you could have gotten six inches and was like excited that like i was willing to top two uh and like was i really liked sucking dick and he ended up ghosting me um which anyway r.i.p um but It was funny. He actually, like, worked at Tiffany's and was sort of the first time that I, like, saw somebody like myself who was very uh, extroverted, was very openly effeminate, that was very, like, confident about themselves. It actually kind of inspired me to go into jewelry because I also, like, loved jewelry growing up and loved, like, you know, this, like, designer, like, glamorous fashion world. and it like made me comfortable with the fact that like I could do all of those things too and be seen as somebody who like was, you know, just like a part of this, you know, like a part of that world. And so I think the, it, you know, led me to be far more comfortable in like gay spaces, like amongst gay men. Um, Not that I was like super, down and out about it before like I had had a lot of like I had had like gay friends growing up uh we all just kind of banded together and even like went to prom with like a a, another gay boy um who was like two years my senior and was like a friend of mine uh but you know like having had that experience it I think sort of really set the tone for me that I could do a lot of these things and that would like that could just like be the way that I am. And so I think sort of, you know, as i I found more and more examples of sort of like that type of like gay male effeminacy, like men that wear lingerie, uh, or like, you know, like saucy Santana is probably a big uh, like personal inspiration of mine. I don't know if uh, you know what is what is the yins what is what does yins
0: mean? New post. <laughs> um, yuns is the pl- is a plural form of you, like y'all, but it's yeah. specific to Pittsburgh. Um, well, oh. it's 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 sort of Pittsburgh is the place that gets most significantly associated with it, but there's variants um, all throughout Appalachia. Uh, as you go south, it kind of becomes yuns and then y'all. And like the actual self, but when you get up into Pittsburgh it's yins. No dude. Um.
2: Cause I oh, guess no, I was like, is... I don't
1: I don't know if the I don't know if the, the yins of, of Wag Harfag like know who Saucy Santana is, but he's like a he's a, like a black gay artist that is like Oh no, I know. Yeah, um, I, I was I'm not saying like you personally saying... don't know him, but I'm like do other I don't know like maybe other people don't know him. But like, I'm
0: sorry, okay, yeah,
1: I don't know. I like I, I literally like just showed up on your podcast like a week after I was like I like saw your blog about it. I'm sorry, I'm like really Tumblr brained. I don't I don't like everything to me on Twitter is like reblog, uh, <laughs> blog whatever. It's okay. It's
0: okay. It's okay. I'm a I'm
1: a terminal Tumblr baby, unfortunately. Okay. Well fortunately or unfortunately. But anyway, I was like, but yeah, it was like seeing Saucy Santana, who is like all like all of his music is about like doing gay, like really gay stuff. And you know, he like wears women's clothes and obviously got a BBL and like, you know, all this shit where I'm just like, ob- like the stuff already like obviously like I knew instinctually like already happened because I was like well, if, if I'm, like, a gay man, or whatever, in quotes, uh, and I want to do these things, that I know other, like, I know that I'm not special enough to be the only person that feels this way, and so it's, like, I, you know, like, saw him, and I got, and I, like, I, I enjoy watching a lot of, like, uh, ballroom, uh, like, voguing clips, and so seeing more, like, uh, like Butch Queen's Vogue Femme, uh, Kind of the first that I felt kind of super connected to is like Honey Balenciaga, who uses she/her pronouns, but is still like a butch queen and not like a not, like a femme queen. So, you know, and like it was just like the more that I would see stuff like that, the more that I would like, you know, talk to like you know gay guys on Twitter that were like, oh, I like, you know, think every so often I think I like might want to like be a girl and i'm just like you should just bomb estrogen off a friend and like hearing about how like a lot of like gay dudes will just like you know take their friends hormones to just smooth everything out and you know want to get other surgeries to like make their bodies appear more feminine or whatever it's like all this stuff that i like kind of knew was happening but never was able to like really name or place uh i think just like made me far less preoccupied with like proving myself in sort of like gay spaces and you know now I just feel like they're so like second nature to me like it's crazy to me you know talking to people talking to like trans guys on Grindr where I was like I'm you know I was I'm talking to this like uh self-identified like trans man stone top and I'm just like like why are you like why are you like why why are you using lesbian phrases here it's like not not that it's like a bad thing or whatever it's like you can obviously no but but it's like it's going to be like like, i
0: I have to imagine that that guy has to answer like two or three times a day like what does stone mean right like that's just not like a that's not, not like like you you should tailor your terms for your audience like i I don't know, I guess these things have sort of multiple functions, and I'm, I'm sure that Stone is important to him. And, But, I don't, I don't know, do gay men really have, I guess, I don't know, is there a gay guy equivalent of Stone? Just, like, a total top. Yeah, just, like, I guess, like, strict top, like. Yeah. I don't know, because even then, I feel like there's, like, a, I don't know, I feel like Stone has some connotations that, like, I might feel comfortable, like, touching someone who is, like, describes themselves as, like, a total top in a way that I might, like, think two or three times about with, like, someone that described themselves as stone.
1: Um, Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's actually,
0: yeah, but, like, okay. But that's,
1: yeah. (laughs) But I guess I, I find it very funny because, like, you know, I, like, I feel like my like, day-to-day experiences are so different than what a lot of, like, trans, maybe it's just, like, trans people online, perhaps, and because I am also very online, it, like, there's just, like, overlap, but, like, when I talk about a lot of my experiences, or when I, like, describe myself in ways that people are, like, oh, that's stolen valor, like, if I, you know, make jokes about, you know, being a dick girl, or, uh, you know, like, I, I'm very cringe, and I love the phrase princess wand.
0: I know that's, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> I was I through your, one, I, was scrolling through your tum- I was scrolling through your Tumblr, um, yeah, when we were beginning this, and I saw a post where you, um, where you said that <laughs> I was like okay I need to ask her about that <laughs> yeah um, I'm just like I like it I, I you know I love that for you um thank you I, I don't know I, ne- I never figured out how to comfortably talk about my dick before um before surgery and then I got surgery so now I don't have to so yeah. it's, it's cool <laughs> yeah
1: and I think for me it's also like I do also consider myself like a cross dresser uh actually both me and my po- my post-op boyfriend do which is kind of fun we have you know like oh, we're both you're both yeah we're both post-op we also like also we also both sometimes like wear dresses and we have you know two sets of like e-cup breastplates in our closet um <laughs> so you know like we're we're both and so I think a lot of for me uh a like, I I knew that that was something that I was interested in, like, cross-dressing and stuff, like, even before I got surgery, and so, you know, I, uh, like, a lot of the, like, cross-dressing terminology, like, often overlaps with a lot of, like, the, like, for obvious reasons, like, kind of overlaps with a lot of, like, the sexual terminology that, like, some, like, trans women use, so, like, I use clitty all the time, like, that is probably one of my go-tos, because I'm, like, you know, like, I love saying, like, I do love dick and, and whatever, but I also am, like, not someone that really enjoys blowjobs, usually. I, like, the sensation, like, the it's the wetness. I don't like my, I don't like my dick being wet. Like, the, you know, this idea of, like, oh, like, getting your dick wet. I'm, like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I like it, I like to keep it dry, please. Um yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, like I don't. And so like a lot of the times when, you know, I'm interacting with like men sexually, uh, it's just like, how do I talk about myself uh, in ways that is like, you know, I don't have to be like, oh, well I'm this, but technically I'm these other things and also these caveats. And it's just like, you know, uh just trying and and so it's just like i do kind of like settle on these like uh terminologies that i'm like yes like i know that they don't that like the technical definition perhaps if there if there is one does not necessarily include me uh but i feel like the spirit of it does so i'm just like you know, I'm, like, I do consider myself, like, a girl, or, like, a woman, and, like, you know, especially with um, my boyfriend that, like, refers to me as such, and I'm, like, yeah, like, I'm a dick girl with him. It's, like, I'm a girl, I have a dick, Um, I like to, you know, I, like, wear girl clothes, and I also do use, like, she pronouns, so I don't think it's too far of a stretch, and so, you know, something that they all, that I, you know, also, they don't tell you about being post-op, Is, you know, if you are, you know, like, what are, like, the ethical implications of, of, like, posting, posting pictures to, like, the, the, are only if she's packing subreddit postdocs. I'm like, well, like, I'm, I'm big, like, and I'm girth, and, like, I'm fairly girthy, too. Like, I am bigger than some of the girls that I see on, on the, on the uh, subreddit. But I'm like, you know, only if she's packing. Well, like on, to, you know, based off of the subreddit title alone, like technically, I would think, yes, I I would, like, I could post here. And so it's just a lot of times like an interesting thought experiment of just like, you know, it's nice. It's like fundamentally, it's nice to be in spaces where. Body type like bodies like mine are appreciated because it's like I'm also not immune to like the the denigration of like I don't I don't know how you would say this, like feminine bodies, like or effeminate bodies with with dicks or whatever. But it's like, you know, I think that men who are very effeminate, uh, like including like cross dressers including femboys, or like, you know, self identified like male man whatever femboys uh whatnot like society is not very kind to us it's like yeah i mean like perhaps we are not all like woman or even like trans woman identified but it's like i don't think that's always a meaningful distinction it's like yeah you know the same way that people get freaked out about like oh it's like um, a man in a dress uh you know, it's like, oh, well, you might have, like, a, like the type of, like, Ace Ventura, you know, well, she has, like, a, a dick or whatever, and it's like, yeah, I've, you know, I've been there. <laughs> I've been, like, you know, worried that my skirt will, like, blow up in the wind uh, in front of all of these fucking high schoolers, and I'll see the giant fucking dick that I can't hide, and, you know, that hypersexualizes my body in ways that i literally don't control. Uh and so, you know, uh there's and there's like for understandable reasons, like no one really talks about that. I think when i do talk about it, oftentimes uh the feedback that i get is this like uh sort of presumption of malice where it's like, well, you're obviously Doing this with some nefarious intention. Yeah, um, Reddit, like, karma. <laughs> Reddit karma. Reddit <laughs> karma. Like I get I get I get I a lot of Reddit, Tumblr people think that
0: you're getting out of this. Right? <laughs>
1: like. there are people that are like, well you're 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 trying to, you know, like get trans pre op trans woman bread and desirability, even though it's gonna like make your life harder. And, like, I think that's silly on a couple points. One, just kind of, I'd, like, from just, like, a purely ideological perspective, I'm, like, even if I did decide I'm going to choose to, you know, be a pre-op trans woman, that's, like, a neutral choice. And also, I still, like, and, like, I don't think that's, like, inherently a bad thing. It's, again, not what I'm doing. But, like, I think that even if it was, like, because I believe that like even if gay was a choice, I would still choose to be gay. Um and so even if this was my choice, like I don't think it's an inherently bad choice to make. I don't think anyone should be punished for quote unquote making that choice, not me, not anybody else. Uh and also all of the people that like, you know, are that way and didn't choose to be like that, do not deserve to be punished for it. Uh, but like more realistically, you know, even moving beyond that, Uh, I just feel like, you know, it's, again, like, I, I just keep coming back to how a lot of the times, I don't know if it's because of insecurity, or the just like, the desire to like, punch down on somebody. But it's like, I feel like, because, you know, because I am like, an effeminate male person, whatever, it's like, oh, well, I get to sort of, you know, weaponize some of this like even like somewhat transmisogynistic rhetoric against like someone who is I know like not a trans woman as if like yeah like in my case perhaps like in my case online especially because I you know I talk about it and people know then like it's not an issue or uh, then people are like oh well this is like an acceptable target to you know Make these types of claims towards of like, well, you're like pretending to do this for clout, as if like, gender nonconforming men in general, or like effeminate men, even ones who like sort of live at these margins of like, you know, womanhood and manhood or whatever, uh, are like as if that's as if like that's universally what they're doing, instead of literally just like existing like that and like living their lives. Uh, but it's really funny to then go and just like live life normally and especially when i don't tell people about surgery and like interact with them uh to see they're like completely different responses from people that i get where it's like a lot of you know a lot of people who are very like you know i uh, like really love my gender my weird fucked up gender they're like wow like your your gender's so cool you're like so hot you're so this, like I you know, I like you know, I love hearing what you have to say so much. um, you know, like I totally get it. Your body's amazing, this, that, and the other thing to then kind of when I'm, I guess, found out for people, especially online, when they like can't see that I like like I legitimately just like live like this, you know, that this is just like a natural consequence of me not disclosing that I am like that I have transitioned. Uh so I just like I think it's really funny to like have that type of thing happen online versus like when I just like live <laughs> live my life and you know I like talk about or like I, I'm you know at the sex shop and I wear a dress and I ask for the I ask for the strokers. And this happened, I don't know like eight weeks post op or something like that where I was like, you know, I was wearing a dress. I, you know, I have my dick now. Um, I go to I go to the sex shop in in Oakland, which was like owned by this like really, really nice like cis lesbian, or I guess, I don't I don't know if she was cis, whatever, this really nice like lesbian that was really trying to be a super good ally and was just like, and I was like, hey, do you have like stroker toys? and she was like well do you want strokers for like cis men or trans men and i was just like well um and i guess the difference being like the ones for trans men are for like t dicks only so they're just shorter and i was just like well um i guess i need ones for trans uh, for cis men and she was just like okay no worries no misgendering here totally fine they're over here and so i like picked one out um, I think it was a Tenga cup, which, by the way, was gross and slimy. I, I'm not good at penetrating. This is why I, like, don't pop very much, because I don't like putting my penis in things. <laughs> it's too wet and, like, slimy and weird. Um, And it's too tight. I'm like, oh, your pussy is too tight. Unleash me. Uh, unhand me. But anyway... I and so you know I like we we got to like check out and I was telling her like hey listen um you know I'm in the process of like a name change so my my ID which was correct and my um uh, card my my bank card are going to be different names so just like a heads up and she was like okay totally no misgendering here no misgendering for sure gave it back to me and was like thank you old female name I was like.
2: Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> and so, like, that's <laughs> like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> nice. And I mean, like, that's just like one of many bajillion other examples. Like, I think it comes up most notably when I, like, have sex with people off of, you know, grinder or whatever or you know, whatever media, social media. Uh, I guess I've like only really had sex with people off of Grindr. I've sexted a lot of people off of Tumblr, but <laughs> or Reddit now also, but anyway. So it's like, you know, I'll like have sex with people and I don't tell them that I'm post-op and they don't know. Like they they can't tell. And which I always think is like a funny sentiment amongst like post-op people where they're like, oh, like, you can all like, can you always tell? Can you always tell that like, people always tell and I'm like, they literally cannot. And people will like argue with me. It's like, well, like, they can because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, I know that you're full of shit because like, I am talking from like my own personal experiences of like having sex with people that do not know that I'm post-op, that I do not disclose to.
0: I and literally, like... one of my Twitter mu- mutuals posted a picture of um their vagina the other day, and I literally thought it was mine. Um, just like scrolling through the timeline, I was like, wait, I don't remember posting that picture. And then I was like, that's not my vagina. Um, it's just variability. <laughs>
2: uh-huh
0: um, yeah yeah <laughs> um I, but yeah no I like, like exactly that. it's like i don't know there's there's so much yeah sorry that's just yeah. that was a that was a funny, I thought that was funny um yeah and it's but, like
1: uh, the feedback that i've gotten from people who i either disclosed after the fact or like even that like you know I had hooked up with a with a trans gal friend of mine um, and you know like we're like he- like actually heavy on the friends friends with benefits but you know we were like stoned at her house one time and like uh, we had been like and I had been showing her like all of my phalloplasty scars and I was like yeah and I was like showing her my dick and I was like yep this is like where they did this and this is where they did that and this is where like this scar comes from and I was like was like you know I had her like hold it and touch it and like you know like inflated my like erectile device and like was like here feel my balls too you know whatever (laughs) you know we ended up having sex uh like even when I had like explicitly like walked her through it and been like this is the part that I got medically tattooed." and you know this is the part that's that's like original and you know here's where all of these other things and this part is you know x y and z like both like while we were having sex and afterwards she was very much like I literally would not have known the difference I would not have known if you hadn't told me and like even before I got implants and like tattooing like I had had those types of you know, experiences, whether that was in, uh, like, a bathhouse that I went to, like, I was, like, you know, six months post-op, and even still had a vagina, and, you know, uh, was, like, didn't have any implants, any any tattooing, and so whenever I would, like, interact with guys, uh, I would just be, like, hey, just a heads up, like, I have erectile dysfunction, I don't get hard, and I think, Only one dude who probably didn't hear me or didn't understand what I was saying was like trying to blow me and like was already kind of plum tuckered out from, you know, deep throating some other dude and was like kind of surprised that I wasn't getting hard and, you know, kind of just like shuffled off. But like all of the other guys, I think there were like three or four, uh, I told them and their responses were very like, thank you for letting me know. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) you know like there was one dude with like a dick piercing and like we you know I went to play with him and you know like he sucked me off and jerked me off and then when you tried to like you know move his hand back farther and I like didn't want to have my like whole like front hole interacted with I just kind of like pulled it back up to the front and was like nope stay here he was like okay or like this other you know dude that I was making out with that was you know very sexy and i was like trying to like find his dick and i like couldn't find it and i was like uh (laughs) and he was like oh like don't don't worry about it you know i i don't really like that anyway and i was like oh i mean okay cool but you know he was like playing with mine and i was like you know shaking and reacting and was like oh like you're really reactive and stuff and I was like yeah so you know even like before I uh you know had like I, I pretty much had, like at every stage of being post-op I had was having sex with people and not disclosing that you know I was trans that uh, that like I was that direction of trans uh, or that I had, like, had bottom surgery, and, you know, I think the, the most, the most, like, notable example was when I, <laughs> I first hooked up with my, like, cisgender boyfriend on Grinder, and, like, <laughs> our first time having sex, and we, like, you know, had sex, he saw me naked, saw my dick, uh everything like that didn't know didn't realize um you know i i came back a second time which was very funny given sort of the circumstances uh it was a very wild a very wild hookup um unrelated to to my sort of thing like we had been fooling around and i had gotten like too high on his dabs and was like, oh, I think I want to stop for a little bit. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, totally, whatever. And we were just, like, hanging out. Um, I had been telling him how, like, the previous, like, a couple days ago from that, I had, like, been, you know, like, sexually assaulted by a different grinder hookup, who coincidentally also didn't realize that I was post-op. Not that that really changed anything. But, you know, had, like, uh, like, forced himself on me after like pressuring me not to use a condom and like i was telling him kind of about that he was like really kind of chill about it was like damn you know like that really sucks and i could tell like he was he wasn't like that at all um and so i ended up just telling him oh by the way you probably don't know this but i'm post-op and he was like post-op what (laughs) and i was like oh um my dick my dick is post-op you know I wasn't like born with it and he was like oh really like like how did that happen I was like oh well there's like you know like a surgeon team like a surgical team out in San Francisco and like that's what they do um and he was like whoa those doctors in San Francisco are like really good and I was like yeah they are and then he was like so what happened to your arm (laughs) I was like well you know they have to like make the dick out of something and so, like, that's what they made it out of. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that is really cool. Damn, the surgeons in San Francisco are, are really good.
2: And yeah. so, I was,
1: I, I was asking him, I was just like, so, like, did, did you know? And he was just like, no. <laughs> N- nope, not at all. And I was like, yeah, I, I figure. It's like, unless people, like, catch me talking about it, Like I had been, you know, messaging. I've been talking to this dude on Reddit, um, and the only reason that he knew I was post op was not from the pictures that I was sending, uh, but actually I had like mentioned it in a comment. I guess that he realized, and he like asked me about it afterwards, and it was very funny because like you know I I had I have a lot of very fun seminal like trans woman experiences like (laughs) you know i had the uh you know total masculine straight dom top who you know is his kink is like you know bitch breaker cock worship type thing end up with like so can you mommy dom me and like fuck me in the ass And i was like sure baby boy like okay sweetheart like here's what you're gonna do mommy's gonna put her dick in your ass get ready you're such a good boy like all that and then afterwards be like so like you got so did you get bottom surgery and i was like what and he was like oh yeah i read your comment about it i was like oh yeah okay yeah i did it was and then still it didn't really like phase him so i was still like you know acting i was still like being the woman with him anyway so he was like like that because he was like and then that like didn't factor in or anything he was just like oh that's cool so can you like pee and come like I do and I was like well yeah I mean I can pee like you do I didn't really come that much before anyway like I was pretty dry <laughs> I was pretty dry I've always been pretty dry so like that didn't really change but I can do uh, pretty much all of the rest of the stuff that you can do and he was like whoa that's cool and I was like yep but it was very funny because I don't think he made the connection of just like Oh, well, if you, like, went this way, then, like, you know, this was what your body was like before surgery. And so I always think it's funny when, like, you know, I'm, like, talking to guys or especially on, like, Reddit or whatever and trying to, like, you know, sex with them and, like, mess around with them. And they're, like, oh, well, I'm straight. I'm only into, like, biological females. And I'm just, like, I don't really know how to answer that because I'm just, like, I mean... (laughs) Yes, but also no. But like also yes in your definition, but also no. Right?
0: It's like well, and I'm just
1: like, <laughs> like I don't even know. I don't know how to answer this one, but it is very funny. And so it's just like, yeah, like it's very fun. Um, following a lot of like, I don't want to say more normy trans women on Twitter than on Tumblr because I think like tumblr trans stuff is very different than a lot of twitter trans stuff um and like that's i don't think it's like a bad thing it's just like like i've you know a lot of the ways that i like think about gender is very much shaped by like you know non-normie trans women and trans femme people on uh Tumblr that are very like a lot of them are you know kind of MTFTMs in very fun and interesting ways and uh are like you know I like to say some of the some of the best trans mask cunt boys are you know TMA so (laughs) some of the best they fabs are
2: they mabs and I'll stand by that
1: but you know so like but and then and then going to like trans twitter especially when i follow a lot of just like gay guys and they're like you know doll friends uh you know i'll see a lot of these like really funny like normie trans woman posts like i have unrealistic dating expectations because i want to date a masculine bisexual man that only tops and i'm just like oh hey i'm doing that (laughs) (laughs) that's me and I'm like I have one of those and it's great and you are missing out by not having one and I'm sorry that that's your life because it would be much better if you had one (laughs) (laughs) and so I'm just like you know I can't I can't not like relate to these things because I'm like no he's you know he's dating you're like we're dating and he Treats me as his girlfriend, and like it's kind of a very similar situation. Like, he knows, you know, that I'm on hormones, and sometimes he'll like ask about it because he's like never encountered, he's never like really been with, like, uh, he doesn't even have a lot of, he doesn't really know trans people in general, like, let alone has like dated somebody trans. Um, and so it's very funny because I feel like in a lot of ways, I like. You know, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, like, I have these, like,
1: jackpots of, like, everything that a lot of, I see, like, the the trans women on Twitter, like, want to have. They're, like, oh, well, like, I want, like, you know, like, at for T4T non-binary boyfriend and you know, like X, Y, and Z and like this is what I want. And I'm like, yeah, I also have like a non-binary post-op boyfriend who's verse, genuinely, who's genuinely verse and, you know, like is very like mask not like masculine presenting, but is like, you know, is is like p- very passing and like unintentionally stealth. Uh and is, like, you know, like, five seven, so <laughs> an average height for our area. Uh, and so I'm just, like, you know, I'm kind of, it's very fun because I'm kind of living this, like, trans femme, this, like, normie trans femme fantasy where I'm just, like, that's, you know, kind of a lot of <laughs> how I see myself. So I'm
0: I'm imagining um, you now being accused of not only stealing a um, surgery from a more deserving trans man, but stealing a a bisexual boyfriend from a more deserving trans. Woman. You're just stealing <laughs> from the, the entire trans community.
1: I really am. Yeah. It's, it's it's bad. Man. I'm stealing all of the like XL and double XL women's clothes too. Uh, like you know. I'm stealing the, the the, you know, big, clitty dick girl clout, you know. I'm, what am I, what am I not stealing? I'm stealing all of the available bisexual men uh, from, you know, the dating pool. Like, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> and, and I will keep doing, they're also both bears. So like, it does suck extra hard for everybody else. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not, because I'm happy. And, you know. But uh, it is very funny, because I keep seeing, you know, people lamenting, especially all of the bi enthusiasts, of which I am one, of course. I'm a bisexual boyfriend collector. Uh, whether or not they, like, firmly identify as all of those things. But I'm like, you know, I, I take a very is descriptive approach. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm like, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and has big titties and is hairy and, you know, pops, then I'm like, you know, it's, and is open to fucking men and women and dating men and women. I'm like, you know, like maybe, maybe like they, he personally doesn't identify as like a bear bisexual, but I'm like, it's, 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 of he's of bisexual bear experience
0: Hell oh, yeah i'm I'm curious about because you're talking about right being able to like have sex in these contexts where people are kind of i i assume, like you're talking about these contexts are people when you say people you know aren't sort of like understanding or aren't assuming that you're post-op do you are or do you think that they're sort of like reading you as like a cis man, or
1: No, I assume that they're reading me as a trans woman. Like I'll even get like gendered as female while we're like, oh okay. uh, every so often. yeah, it's like i I basically never am under the impression that I'm like read as a cis man. Um okay. which is why I think I gravitate more towards bi- bisexual men. It's like i'm I'm oh. open to like I, I would I would love to date a gay man. Um, I have like messed around with like gay trans men. Uh, But, you know, I, I think that either out of their lack of interest or, you know, my, you know, kind of misgivings about being with someone who is only interested in men and like having, you know, and, feeling like you know neither a full-time man or like a full-time woman uh it kind of like weirds me out a little bit to like be with like strictly gay men not that you know not that I'm saying that they could like never be partners to me in that way like they totally could uh it just like hasn't happened that way it's like I mostly attract bisexual men um or even like like I I am I am open to having sex with straight men. Um, I just like don't think it's as fun as having sex with bisexual men. Uh, but like I generally go into things with the assumption that I am being read as like uh like a trans woman or like trans femme or like some type of like femboy CD whatever. Uh, basically like that's always been kind of my grinder experience is that like I never really got the like FTM. Uh, you know, like, man-with-a-pussy-type fetishists that I know a lot of my other friends had. It was always, like, T.S. girl lover, 69, you know, looking for T.S. women, uh, you know, all a lot of the dudes that hit me up now, same thing. Uh, it's a lot of, like, a lot of, uh, all of the chasers that I've really ever gotten have always been of the, like, you know, t- like, the, the T. girl chasers, and so it's like i you know it's (laughs) i like because of that i like i don't go into things with the assumption that like people view me as like a cis man because it's just like never really the case people generally don't assume that uh i don't even i'm like i don't even think i know anybody in my life who like thinks that i'm a cis man as opposed to like some form of like Weird gender non-conforming, like often trans femme.
2: Okay,
0: interesting. Because I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that in conjunction with you being read as a woman and like nonsexual situations. Um, but I, yeah. I guess that is actually the case that there, there's not like so much of a disjo- there's not as much of a disjoint between those as I assumed. Mm-mm. Okay. Interesting.
1: Nope. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's interesting, which I think is sort of another reason why like I do tend to like relate really heavily with a lot of like you know these types of like gender gender variant or like Trans-type sexual, like experiences sexually, like I do feel like, you know, for better for worse. Like I do embody a lot of transmisogynistic caricatures. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'll oftentimes describe myself as a very passable CD. Like, I kind of am. I can, you know, I can go through a lot of situations where people will assume that I'm a cis woman and. You no know, like oh just kidding like i also have a dick like you know i've very much like epitomize kind of the the like the trap or even like shemale stuff like that uh and like again and i think that a lot of the times when people react negatively to that especially other trans people it's with this assumption that i went out of my way to be this way um as opposed to like this is you know it's not necessarily what I like how I view myself like I don't think it's like inherently how I view myself but rather like like this is how a lot of other people see me and this is like how bodies like mine are discussed because like you know it's like I I I don't get read as a cis man um generally and I sexually like never get read as a cis man um and even though like I have like op surgery scars and I like have had surgery uh I think the funniest thing was that when my stuff got like reposted to the trans medical subreddit on reddit there was like a contingent of people that were convinced that i lied about getting ftm top surgery and actually got breast implants because of how my like post op chest looks which i'm just like is such like a funny reach uh yeah. like who who does that like why would i do that like for what for like reddit upvotes like these aren't real like, this does nothing.
0: We've been going for quite a while. I feel like we've probably covered most of the stuff that we need to cover. Sure. Do you have anything else you want to make sure to get in?
1: Um. Did we want to... Did you get any questions?
0: I did not get any that... questions, actually. But you said you asked some questions.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: What What are those questions? Let's find out. Uh, Okay.
1: So somebody asked about the timeframes of typical fallow healing, like from one surgery to create penis and or balls instead of revision healing. And overall, like I know for me, it helped to hear that top was just two to four weeks healing. And I walked into that surgery with no worries, but fallow has more variable healing, which of course, makes sense but what's an average a very average healing time frame for you in your experience love love you Aww. okay so <laughs> <laughs> i would say it's going to depend on your surgical team and their staging because uh different teams will stage things out differently So the surgical team that I went with did a like all in one approach where they were like, we're just going to do, you know, phalloplasty, scrotoplasty, urethral lengthening. And if you want vaginectomy at that time, then we're just going to do all of that at once. Uh, And personally, as like a really impatient person, I was like, that is perfect. I hate waiting for things. I don't want to stage things out. And so the recovery time was like eight to twelve weeks, which is on the longer side, but also kind of standard for the initial phalloplasty, uh, especially the you know you have like a major donor site, like anything that'll have like a major like donor flap that's gonna take some time. So I would say like eight to twelve is a bit on the longer side, maybe six to eight weeks depending on your surgical approach uh, but then the subsequent surgeries whether that's like a revision or implants the recovery times are usually closer to like two to four weeks uh, versus like uh, the initial follow could be anywhere from like
2: six to twelve weeks depending on the approach all right and then somebody said
1: was asking about gaining penile sensation and what that would look like and especially with like uh like the natal the like the natal the natal dick burial or unvariable unburial whoops uh and things like that so like uh, the way that okay, the way that the I think there's a, a really big misconception and a misunderstanding of what sensation is like post op, and I think it kind of comes down to conflating a couple different factors, which is like one, uh, whether or not the natal genitals, like the the natal dick, is like buried or like unburied where it's like directly invisibly accessible it is very 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 rare for uh it if it's very like it's like exceptionally rare for the natal genital sensation to be affected like that is just not something that really happens now That is entirely separate from gaining penile sensation. And I think something that a lot of people don't realize, because there's this idea of like losing sensation, is that the penis doesn't start with any sensation. Uh, What gives it sensation is generally uh, like a nerve hookup so, like from from the arm, there's like a like a nerve that runs through it and runs up through the elbow. And so, a lot of uh, surgical teams that do RFF, including the one that I went to, will like dissect that out and then um, like make that, you know, make that into the dick and then attach and then like hook up the the nerve to the like, natal like the natal genitals and over time uh penile sensation will be gained as the nerves like grow throughout the phallus and so that's like a process that like takes like years and even decades and like it's and like i think that sounds kind of scary for a lot of people but it's like in my experience like the sensation that i that i had when i was like six months post-op where I thought like wow this is great sensation was like paled in comparison to like the sensation that I had at like two years post-op to the point where I'm like really excited to see like what like five years post-op or 10 years post-op brings and so it's like yes there are people that for one reason or another don't gain penile sensation um or like don't gain like erotic penile sensation there's like or don't sorry or like don't gain it entirely in like every part of their dick but like that there's a lot of like shades of gray in between like no sensation and like complete total sensation everywhere in all types of you know in all types of sensations so there's like a lot of people that fall somewhere in the middle but again that's like not really all that different than like any person with a penis anyway like a lot of you know bedict people are going to have like places that are more sensitive than others or places that they you know prefer to be touched or you know stimulated or like not at all that's also a possibility so you know i think that like sensation like other things just like it's all going to fall in the like normal penile
2: variety. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. Did you get
1: any other um, questions
0: or was it just those two? Was that two I
1: three? did. Uh, I got one more about uh like complications, but I feel like we addressed it. Uh basically that like yeah. yeah, complications don't mean that your surgery was a failure. It's like very rare for that to be the case. Um but yeah, but like we kind of
2: talked about that. I think the one part that I like
1: the one thing that the one more point that I did want to uh, sort of mentioned before we leave, I guess, was how I feel like being gay helped me, like, uh, deal with a lot of my, like, in with a lot of like genital insecurities that I know a lot of other people that get phalloplasty have. Um, and so, like, I did want to sort of talk about that
2: a bit, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the
1: like, yeah. So, like, I think for me, um, when I talk about phalloplasty, and especially when I talk to, like, I find that I, like, in trans spaces, I find that I talk to a lot of people that have not interacted sexually with, like, cis men or really, like, anyone with a penis. But, like, you know, I think, when we talk about phalloplasty, the, like, baseline is, like, cis men, and that's kind of the, quote-unquote, the gold standard. Uh, and so, you know, like, I'll oftentimes be asked, like, can you X, Y, and Z like a cis man? Does it function like a cis penis? And, you know, I think that being gay and having interact and like having dated and slept with like predominantly cis men uh but you know like definitely almost exclusively like be dicked people like you know it showed me like firsthand that there is always that there's like already like an inherent variety of just like penile experiences like whether that's you know dudes that have problems maintaining erections like i like you know was briefly dating a guy that was just like yeah i don't you know it's not medication related i just find it hard to stay hard like that's just what it is um and was like and you know he just like told me that straight out like he was also a top uh, had tried bottoming wasn't for him and it was just like yeah you know that's just kind of how it is and it's not like we didn't have fun um it was just like okay like that's something that we have to be aware of or like other people like another dude that I like slept with that you know took a viagra so we could have sex longer because he you know also had performance issues uh versus like me now you know as somebody with an erectile device like I felt like I did have erectile dysfunction but now I don't, because, you know, if I want to be hard, I'll get hard. And if I want to be soft, I will be soft. I'll get soft. And so, you know, it's like, I don't really struggle with that anymore. Um, or, you know, like other people that I've like been with or met that like, you know, they didn't like... X, Y, and Z type stimulation, whether they were like complete bottoms that didn't want to have their dick stimulated or touched in any way. Uh, you know, all of the different sizes and shapes and tastes and smells and and whatnot. So, you know, like, I feel like when I get asked, like, how does, you know, how does your penis compare to the cis penis? Like, I find the question really silly because I'm just like, what cis penis like, whose cis penis are we, con- are we like, comparing it to? Because it's, like, you know, I have the biggest dick out of all of my partners by far. Um, <laughs> and I'm, like, you know, one of them is cis. Or, like, I've been with a lot of cis dudes where it's, like, yeah, my dick is bigger or thicker or, like, longer or whatever than theirs. And, like, you know, that didn't really come up because I or like we didn't you know we didn't really interact with my genitals uh and so you know there's even guys that like ejaculate post phalloplasty I'm not one of them but like you know I know other people can uh and I think that like all of that stuff is very cool uh but I find that like you know a lot of trans men especially ones that are like interested in phalloplasty have these kind of like unrealistic expectations of like you know if i don't have like a porno penis then it's not going to be worth it at all like you know i if i can't ejaculate post phalloplasty then like it's it's not worth it if i like can't get my like woman pregnant or whatever then like why even bother and i'm just like you can't do that now like if you can't ejaculate now if you you know can't maintain erections now then like whether or not your post-op isn't really going to change that but like at least you would be having these problems while solving the problem of you are upset you don't have a penis but like you know I think that for a lot of people the the idea that like bottom surgery doesn't solve all of your issues it like it solves the single issue of having the, the genitals that you want but it brings with it like you know giving you the right set of problems uh, at least a set of problems that you're more interested in dealing with
0: yeah this reminds me a lot of did you read i don't know if do you know andrea long chu
1: i know of her
0: did you read her she had like an i think it was like in the new york times there was like a, she read an op-ed that was like my vagina won't make me happy um, that was
1: like, like, yeah. It
0: was I. I normally a fan of her uh, writing, but I, I found that one just kind of stupid because it was basically like, it was it was doing that thing where it's like expecting like bottom surgery to do things that it's not going to do, <laughs> like, um, which I guess is is, I, like, it sort of, um the other side of what you're describing here, right, which is that, it, like, it gives you the a set of problems that are better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or it just sort of, like, it fixes this one very specific problem, and then you might have all sorts of, like, other problems afterwards, you know, like I, like, anyone does with their genitals. Genitals are fucking weird, but, like, yeah. I
2: don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, for, I, I think that a lot of trans guys fall into the trap of like, well, if I had a penis, then I would feel more confident and I would be able to date and able to have sex and all of this stuff. And, you know, what I find that they often fail to realize is that like, you know, having self-confidence, having game, uh, you know, being able to approach people sexually or romantically those are all skills that are like completely independent of whether or not you have a dick and like whether or not you have one if you aren't developing those skills and working toward and like working on them then like like having a dick afterwards you're still going to be playing a lot of catch up and like you know just because you have a dick now isn't inherently going to make people want you if you don't know how to like date or, you know, look for partners. It's like, I've, you know, dated and had sex with like guys throughout my transition at like every point in the process, uh, like, you know, on hormones, pre-surgery, pre-bottom surgery, post-bottom surgery, this, that, whatever. And I think a lot of people ask if my, how my dating life is and whether or not it's gotten better. And personally, the answer is no. Uh, it just like was, you know, when I decided to come out and started pursuing people that I was actually like super interested in my dating life got significantly better, but I had also spent so much time like practicing, you know, pursuing people. And so when I started, you know, when I started doing that, even before I had surgery, I was just like, yeah, like this shit is kind of, this shit is pretty easy. Like you know, there is, of course, going to be rejection and there are going to be people that are like, oh, well, like, I don't like the genitals you have or whatever. But like, OK, fine, whatever. Not really a big deal. Uh, but like, you know, having had bottom surgery didn't, you know, make me inherently have better game or anything. It's, you know, I I had I had really I had game first and then like I, I got bottom surgery. And I don't even like use my dick all of the time when I'm, when I'm, you know, on a grinder hookup or when I'm pursuing people like that might not even be a big factor in it. It's like, you know, kind of completely uh, based on the fact that like, you know, I spent a lot of time cultivating these skills and now I can reap all of the benefits.
2: Hell yeah. That
0: is so true. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of my goals in life. One of my bucket list items is I really want to be on one of those, like, reality dating sex TV shows about, like, you know, can you fuck the most people on the island or whatever. And I'm like, I would be so good at this. Because, like, listen, I'm like, my my sex life has been, like, super active. And I've been, like, you know juggling juggling people since like I like started hormones and like at you know when I was like when I looked you know when I looked even more like a cis woman and I like was pre all of my surgeries and you know this that and the other thing and I've let and I'm just like you know I have been I've had times where I'm like was juggling like three different people and I'm just like you know I like I know that like Maybe it would be easier if I like passed as a cis man or was like more conventionally attractive or whatever. Um, but I'm like the fact that I have been able to do all of these things and like have this really robust sex life that like, you know, the Twitter gays love to complain is like only only what uh, like hot, fit, you know, skinny or athletic gay guys do, which isn't true. Uh, it's like that it's only their purview. I'm like, no, some of us have to rely on our charming personalities and, you know, our, our you know, our charisma, our charisma, <laughs> our charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, because, of course, I have watched Drag Race. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... You know, some of us have, uh, you know, actually have to rely on that. So, like, imagine if I was, like, you know, if things were a little bit easier on me, like, physically, and I didn't have so many other, like, undiagnosed, <laughs> untreated medical issues that, like, kind of affect my body. Uh, like, I, I'm, like, I'm already running circles around you. Now I need to be, like, doing this at, like, the professional level because I'm like, nobody expects, nobody expects that out of me, especially like with women. But I'm just like, I'm very good at flirting because my, my go-to is always like, especially with women, but also with men. It's just like, because I, I know jewelry and everything, what I like to do is I'm just like, oh, like, let me describe some jewelry I think you'd look really good in. It's like, and then, you know, you like touch their arm or like you touch their hand and you're like well, your skin tone has these really beautiful undertones and I think you'd look great in like X, Y, or Z jewelry. And then like, you know, I'll, like touch their shoulder and be like, well, like how far down on your chest do we want these, do we want this like necklace to go? People get really flustered and like, really, it's really cute. Like I've used that on several guys too as, as well. And I'm like, please, like, I, like, I know how to do this. Like, I just, I want to be on a competition for it.
0: I believe you. That that sounds. I got chills hearing you describe that. If someone did that to me, I would be like,
2: I'd be done for. Right? That would work. That would right? that would work. That would work so well. Like that would work so fucking well. It does. So <laughs> that's how I flirt with people. <laughs> I'm glad I support that. Thank you. Oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Well Not all of us can rely on our like six packs and whatever. Like I guess all of the gym gays on on Twitter do. Like no, some of us actually have talent.
2: <laughs> okay. Damn. Get them. <laughs> Get their asses. Thank you, but yeah, thanks
1: for having me on Wagharfag. This was fun.
0: Wagharfag.
1: Wagharfag.
0: It sounds like we say it like that. It sounds like a Pokemon. Like reminds me of like Wobbuffet. You know, like Wobbuffet's like Waa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's Can I like plug cool. my socials? Is that allowed?
0: Yeah, please plug your socials. Don't forget about um, also T for T Caregiving. I mean we already talked about this yeah. but T for T Caregiving and Gallup. There's links down in the description. And you can follow Peach at So
1: I'm uh, on Instagram and tweeters. Uh, my handle is gay G-E-Y underscore Sax. S-A-X, I'm gay underscore sax. And on Twitter, I post a lot of uh, gay bear porn. And on tweeters, nope, on Instagram, I uh, post a lot of my like other projects. I'm an avid Pokemon card collector. I like to cook. I uh, hand make lace, uh, do a lot of other cool like embroidery, needlepoint stuff. That's where I post most of that. So, yeah, I believe I deserve a larger following. So let's make that happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. As yeah, always, well, thank you, you again, Jolene. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Um, this was. I always love talking about uh, trans surgeries. And, um, yeah, this was lovely. Um, i'll probably will end up releasing this in two parts i'm not exactly sure how i'll split it up because this has been long but um it will be split up but yeah um thank you to the audience for listening you've all made it this far um and yeah you can always support us on patreon um follow the show on twitter there is an instagram i never post on it i need to be doing that more I will be doing that more maybe. Um and yeah, you know all the things. I don't have to explain all this stuff to the audience. They've they've been here before. Excellent. But yeah. Final thank you to Peach. This was lovely.
1: Oh, thanks. Well yeah, let's keep in contact. I'll for sure send you. <laughs> I'll I'll keep telling you about all of my valor <laughs> stealing moments
0: yeah please if i think of any good ways for you to steal valor i'll suggest them Um,
1: oh thank you yeah we'll we'll brainstorm what i can do to be accused of whatever (laughs) whatever whatever, valor stealing um you know presenting myself as you know whatever
2: things like that yeah hell yeah yes